Are you suffering from back pain? Well, I've got the thing just for you. 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain, plus 192 others just in case, volume 1, available at Amazon.com. Over 30 million Americans are suffering with back pain at this very moment. The vast majority of these cases are either caused or exacerbated by common lifestyle factors. Many of the same factors may be causing you pain right now. Join board-certified physician Andrew Kirshner as he guides you through the parts of your life where these problems occur and gives you simple, safe and effective solutions for these common daily pitfalls. In this fun and informative book, you will learn how to identify the aspects of your life which may be causing you pain, how to create a back-friendly environment, how you can improve your pain by improving your sleep, ways to make a pain-free commute, how you can perform daily activities without making your pain worse, and much more. Andrew Kirshner is so well respected in the field of back pain relief. He has you know, famous clients such as DJ Jazzy Jeff. He has done uh, many talks and lectures at universities in the UK. He has appeared on QVC demonstrating back pain relief products and that is because he is an expert in his field and people trust him. Also check out the 5 star reviews on Amazon.com. This is the book that you need if you suffer from back pain. That's 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain plus 192 others just in case volume 1 available at Amazon.com in paperback. Check the link below the show for more information. Just when you thought that there were already too many podcasts in the world. Here comes another one. Colin Delaney. Oh my god. Who does he think he is? Come around here with his bloody podcasts. kids welcome to turn chuckle i'm pablo and i'm with the extremely amazing colin delaney how are you doing today i get a new intro i'm extremely amazing well, well i was doesn't go with the extremely ECW amazing <laughs> well you know aw what happened to extremely cute see uh he's not my type <laughs> Um, well, I was going to say that one of us uh, spent a year on TV flashing our nipples um, in front of millions of people, and then I would leave it up to the listener to guess uh, which one of us uh, did that. I hope it was you. I wish it was. <laughs> no, no, no one needs to see my nipples ever. Um, you know, I, I would shower <laughs> with clothes on. If Nobody I ever needs to. <laughs> see my nipples ever. That's nah. I would shower with clothes on, he says. <laughs> um, so Fantastic. Yeah. So you may be hearing a third voice. Uh, I'm with uh, a man who has been setting Europe alight, uh, wearing nothing but Speedos. Uh, again, a thing that I wish I could do uh, for a living. Um, except the whole getting Nipples the out and about. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with David Starr. How are you doing today, sir? I'm lovely, uh, and I'm currently clothed, so nipples aren't out right now, uh, just to give an update. Well, we'll leave it up to the listeners, imagine. See, this is why audio's good. Uh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. I thought I didn't, I I didn't thought leave, it I didn't leave it up to the listeners. I said I was clothed. 
I thought we had to be without. in wrestling gear to do these interviews. Well, um, well, you would you would think you would think according to some people, uh, some fans on Twitter, we're supposed to be, you know, as a wrestler, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. There's no time ever to not be a professional wrestler. So I, I think uh, you're right there. I was told by WWE that I am completely 100% unrecognizable, not in my gear. And that is an actual thing they told me. Great. Yeah, because they had a ton of 5, 10, 150-pound kids running around their television program. I, of all people, was the unrecognizable yeah. one in not, not the in one wrestling gear. Didn't, didn't stand out whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I needed the wrestling gear. Everyone else, though, all the other uh, 250-pound 6'3 guys, they're good. Me, nobody would recognize me and not in wrestling gear. <laughs> not at all. Well, just to you know, uh, make that a bit more clear as well. I, I, David, I don't know if you've seen the logo for the show, but it's uh, myself in sort of... Uh, well, wrestling sort of gear with a mask on, you know, gut hanging over my, you know, pants, uh, beating up giant sounds Gonzales. Like a, sounds like a hot seller. Well, you know, and, uh, and, and Colin, who they've uh, given more muscles to and, you know, a, a luscious head of hair and everything, and he's beating up Dunk the Clown, so, you know. And um, it was pointed out that I completely forgot that they are both dead. So um, I, I don't know how. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So well, we're never and, in our, and, and in our logo, they both look super dead. Yeah, crosses for eyes and everything. Well, I was yeah. gonna, well there are there are definitely worse pictures you could have taken, or worse wrestlers that would have been a lot less uh, tasteful, <laughs> I guess. Well, yeah, well, that you could have chosen if we think of it that way. And who are some of those wrestlers, David? <laughs> Let's not say that. <laughs> Yeah, and let's get this out of the way. If wrestlers have learned one thing this week, it's that if you're going to have sex, do not film it because, uh, you know, we don't want to. No, like I, disagree. I disagree with that. I think the lesson should be don't use the iCloud. Okay, that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. So how many wrestlers do you think are shitting themselves over um, such possibilities? I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I kind of hope I, – I was talking to yeah, – because obviously it was a topic of conversation, especially in the U.K., uh, locker rooms and stuff, and I, I, you know what? I just kind of hope this, like, this one kind of puts an end to the whole idea about it, because like, really, as it's you know, it's buzzworthy and it's it's a juicy story and stuff, but like, at the end of the day, we're all we're all just normal, we're all people, yeah, and we all everyone's got their thing, and who cares? We all we all we all have been naked plenty of times. I mean, except for you, who wears your shirt at all times, Pablo, uh, <laughs> and. You know, like we've all we've all done we've all done the sex. Well, you know, or will at some point, most likely. Uh, like, just get over it. Who cares? People get naked. People send pictures to their significant others or to whoever they want. Or if they want to make videos, that's their thing. They can make videos. That's whatever. We're all humans, so let's just get over yeah, it. Yeah, man. I hope this Listen. is the one that kind of just lets it go. If I want to get naked and get down in catcher's position between the legs of another man while a woman <laughs> is riding on top of him, I will. Yeah, absolutely. I, You're as long as long as there's consenting adults. Who cares? See, now now you've said I that. Wish, and... I wish my dick would hit the internet. I wish my <laughs> dick would hit the internet. I think. I think. Well, I mean, you could just make that, that would happen. Do wonders for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, it has to. I can't out. release it though. Then it's then it's it's self-serving if I release it. But if like how, I get how... hacked, then we're we're talking. 
Mm. See, that's well, a that's a ready-made quote hacked. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a ready-made story. How funny story. would it be if you sent your if you sent like a, a nude picture to like to like a, like Dave Meltzer or like Mike Johnson or some <laughs> or even like TMZ and they were just like, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Because that's exactly what would happen. They, Dave Meltzer would just. Do you know how many pictures of my penis Dave Meltzer already has? A shit ton. <laughs> And we we are the podcast for years as well, so Melter's listening all the time, ready. I've been the, sending him one for um, years. Mm-hmm. Well, my last my last guest was Ahmed Johnson, so I've clearly got one? my finger on the pulse of professional wrestling. Yeah, uh, I love Ahmed Johnson. No, as so a do professional I. Professional wrestler. Like, I've never met him. I've never mess, mess I've never uh, I've never met him as a person, but like as a professional wrestler, I love Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, I think I think you really dug the fact that I was a fan and I wasn't trying to just. I don't know. Like Although I still think he bullshitted you on why he wears thigh pads. You think? What was his answer? Oh, yeah. What was his answer? Well, he said that he didn't want to injure people uh, when he did the scissor kick. Oh. Come on. I. Yeah, no. No? Come on! Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no. I actually, I actually thought it was just to be... Di- I thought it was just to be different. Well, I didn't it, think anything of it other than, oh, he's just being different. Yeah, to, to be fair, if that was, again, I really enjoyed the interview, but if that was one of the least plausible things that he told me during that interview, then I think it would be good. Um, <laughs> but you, you can't, but with a guest, you can't sort of, I, what I said was, I was diplomatic as possible. I said, look, you know that a lot of people are going to think that you're full of shit with some of these answers. And he was like, I don't care. And what I secretly kind of meant was, I think that you're full of shit with some of these answers. But, you know. He's like, whatever. He's like, whatever. Uh, I was in Harlem Heat 2000, so yeah, I, I win. Yeah. That's true. I didn't spend nearly enough time talking about Harlem Heat 2000. So I think that's a, that was a missed opportunity. If it wasn't the whole interview, you didn't spend enough time on it. <laughs> Part well, two, coming up, everybody. <laughs> Well, yeah, speaking of All that, Harlem Heat 2000 questions. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, you know, things that haven't been relevant for a very long time, um, Colin, not Colin, uh, but Colin watched uh, Royal Rumble 1993. Uh, Colin is very relevant at all times, um, mainly because of this podcast yeah. now. So, you know, it'll, yeah. it's going to get to the point where right. people are going to be like, hey, aren't you the guy from Turnchuckle? And then you'll be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> And then we'll need the merchandise, and then we'll be good. Um, but yeah, no, it's you, already uh, happening. <laughs> so what? Uh, Turn chuckle. I don't know. What could we have? Uh, Turn chuckle cock rings or something like that. You know, would that be? We, oh, nice. We are not the most. Uh, I'll send. A, I'll, that'll be the next picture I send uh, to the dirt sheets <laughs> of me wearing the cock ring. Good. Yeah. 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 I like it with a dead like Dunk the clown's face on it as well. And, uh, It'll up the star rating of the last one I got, the last picture I sent. <laughs> um, so, I mean, d- d- have you ever had rumors spread about you, Colin, in like the Observer and stuff like that? Uh, no, no, I don't think I was really relevant long enough to uh, to have rumors about me on the the, the dirt sheets. Uh, there was a rumor on TMZ one time that I was dating Brooke Hogan. Really. Because some, picture, some pictures hit the net of Brooke Hogan in a pool with some guy with, like, long hair. And, uh, like, in the comment section on TMZ, people are like, that's totally Colin Delaney. Check it out. Definitely Colin Delaney. And, like, <laughs> uh, that's about as close as I got. Well, that's pretty cool. But, um, well, you did. That's, t- that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, you know, you should have took advantage of that. And, um, 
brought a, Bre a fake Brooke Hogan to the ring or something, though. Yeah, I'll send her. I'll or send just her brought, a the we'll brought the real Brooke Hogan. I brought the real Brooke Hogan. Yeah, but I mean, you told me. I, I, does David know about your crazy fan who made that YouTube video? Oh, I don't know. What? So one time, a crazy uh, fan this made is like, a YouTube video. This is shortly after WWE. There's this video that hit the net that my older brother had found. Because uh, my older brother scours the internet, I don't I don't know how he finds some of the things he things he finds, but it was called like OMG, what have you done to me? So uh, the video had nothing to like my name is nowhere in it. I don't know how he found it, but it's just like pictures of me, and then pictures of some young lady, and it's like okay, and it goes on like that for like three minutes while a song plays in the background, and then the song ends. There's a picture of an atomic bomb going off, and a picture of me dead. And the video just ends. <laughs> it sounds like a masterpiece. Yeah, I've been trying That's to... an actual why, thing. I why don't, you share, that, why that don't you share that video every day? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm going to try and search for it while we're doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. and, and since I think I would wake up to that video every day if I were you. <laughs> And but, the, the the song the song in the the video is like some fifties song and it's like you're gonna get hurt 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 it's super crazy oh shit yeah that is crazy well but, so did you ever hit her up like did you guys go uh, out <laughs> yeah yeah we're married now oh, maybe, okay. maybe it was Brooke Hogan imagine that's oh, probably shit. nah it didn't look like Brooke okay okay. I know, we've been in the pool together. <laughs> well, the thing is as well, since we've been talking about sex tapes and you have an action figure, now people are going to be doing weird things with your action figure with, you know, various... They've other... probably already done it. Yeah. It's really... Well... I've already done it. I've... Gone. Uh, I've had ex-girlfriends tell me they were going to do things with it. Already? Whether they had or hadn't, that mm. doesn't uh, change the point that they said it. <laughs> right and that's and that's that's enough that's all you need yeah agreed i don't think i'd actually want to see that happen i think it'd just be like one no. of those, oh cool like an idea you did it even though it's like not really that cool to see it happen yeah no, but there's nothing there's nothing that attractive about the actual act of no of doing that it's probably no. not it's not probably not comfortable either no i can't imagine it's comfortable no. yeah but how you do know, you know it, sometimes sometimes that sometimes those kind of activities get uncomfortable with like with like average sized nails, can you imagine like an right. action figure? It's probably the worst. Yeah. What do you do? Do you do do you condom that bird? Do you like do you wrap it? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just feel like that's a, a terrible situation to be in. Do you keep the arms yeah. on? <laughs> well, you have to. I mean, the taking feet? them off just sounds like a pro, like a real process. I feel like I feel like you'd have to go in feet first. Cause it's got the little hooks on the, for feet, kind of you That's know like. True, I guess. Like maybe that. I can't imagine head first would be the best option. Mine has those weird straps hanging down. <laughs> yeah, uh, that could get that could get like sort of uh, hooked up to things, and so those might get tricky going in feet first. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. See, are, are we already yeah, the most uh, disgusting podcast online yet? Uh, have we achieved that? These are the things that keep me up at night, guys. Whether or not <laughs> I think this this will insert me head first or feet first. <laughs> it's it's a it's a good question. <laughs> I think it's a good question. Yeah. 
Well, completely, completely changing the subject. I'm going to pay tribute to a former WWE superstar who has who passed away recently, who hasn't had any tribute online at all. Uh, WWE.com hasn't posted anything. No websites have posted anything. Just a mutual contact who worked with him on the indies. Um, and maybe you guys did as well. Uh, do you remember Cheesy, the Midget King? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, che- who, who's that? Cheesy. You remember the royal family? Cheesy, Cheesy. Sleazy, and Queasy against the three clowns. Doink, dink, wink. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, well, you see, yes, this, okay. this kind of shit matters to me. And uh, Cheesy, probably the greatest Midget King wrestler ever, uh, you know, passed away a couple of weeks ago. And I think that we should... Yeah. Huh. Yeah, they don't give everyone a tri- they don't give everyone a tribute on WWE, but like they usually will say like, don't they do something? Do they do it at the Hall of Fame where they always where they'll bring up every wrestler that like, you're thinking? For you're them? thinking of the Oscars. <laughs> you're thinking of the Oscars. Yeah. They they actually don't do that at the Hall of Fame at all. Imagine having don't they don't they do it at some point? At some point they do no. it during the year where they they honor everybody who died, don't they? Yeah, yeah. The, the Oscars for actors. <laughs> it's not, it can't. I, I can't be imagining this. this well, do like you're a, not imagining it. You're just imagining that the Oscars do that for re- that. There's a version of what they do for the Oscars for wrestlers, but you're actually just thinking of the Oscars. Oh, well, maybe they just like. <laughs> well, maybe they don't want to put it out there so much because you'd see all the all the years like when they were born to when they died, and it'd be way younger than every other profession <laughs> ever. This is true. Well, I, I, I don't I don't know how old Cheesy was uh, when he passed away, but um, you know. Midgets. Well, see, that's the thing. That's another thing that we talked about on the last episode. Whether the word midgets is politically correct within the wrestling world, I would say it is. When I, when I worked with um, a couple of midget wrestlers, they specifically told me to call them midget wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they found they found dwarf to be offensive, and then right, it's I like think, that. That was what I, I always thought. Yeah, I think little person sounds offensive. Like I wouldn't want to be called a little Agreed. person. I, I don't know. I agree. Midget's cool. Midget's cool. What's wrong with midget? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. You got. I, I mean, obviously, I'm. I'm not. I'm not someone who suffers <laughs> from dwarfism. But we'd have to ask. Well, there's that. Are you sure? Wrestling are, and they are, always your, call are your arms proportionate to your torso? Don't you got like little arms? Are, that's dwarfism, right? There is a difference. I don't think I have little arms. <laughs> All right. I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I'm making you self conscious for no reason. I'm just yeah. Well, well, I know I don't have. I know I don't have dwarfism, but I don't know if my arms are proportional or proportionate to my body or if my legs. Mm. Are, I don't know. I will say this: I know that my my calves, calves are supposed to be the same size as your biceps, like when you get them measured, and my calves are smaller than my biceps. So, see that I have little tiny calves. See, got- you have you get your calves measured? No, I did one time because when I was doing, uh, I started a, I started a new lifting program. Like this was like four years ago, and the very first day I got myself measured, and then the idea was that towards the end I would measure myself again and see my improvements. I bet you my calves are way bigger than my biceps. They're supposed like your calves are supposed to be equal to your biceps, like when you flex them. That's like the measurements are supposed to be the same. So there we are. That was our tribute to Cheesy the Midget King. Um, <laughs> it was. Oh, it inv- <laughs> uh, hold on. R.I.P. R.I.P. Cheesy. R.I.P. I did have a thought about this. They probably didn't put anything out because he was probably never actually under contract. So uh, there's a chance that they only do like 
the in memory or the the mention if they actually work there, like uh, in a you know maybe it's it's possible. I but know. I mean, you know, but when you put people in the Hall of Fame who were never under any kind of contract, yeah, I think that's a celebrity wing. Yeah, but the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame isn't. It's not a real Hall of Fame anyway. So no, this is true. Why does it? Not yet. Yeah, I, I've, <laughs> oh well, I mean, I to be perfectly honest, I kind of, I would love it to be like, I'd love there to be like a legitimate wrestling Hall of Fame. And when I say legitimate, I mean like a series of writers and or people on like a board of directors of some sort that actually vote. And there's people that come up for like, like I think that would be cool. Um, Have you ever been to the Pro Wrestling but, yeah. Hall of Fame? No. Oh, it where, was it was it? in uh, upstate New York for years in uh, Amsterdam, New York, uh, and it just Whoa. moved to Texas. But they do uh, they induct people every year, and they have a big banquet and uh, an induction, and they actually have a physical Hall of Fame and like museum that's actually really really that cool. That sounds that sounds like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, so, we wrestled uh, a two CW show ran in. Amsterdam or right outside Amsterdam and the guys from the Hall of Fame I wrestled Chris Hero on the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame show and the guys opened up the museum after hours and just let us like wander around in there it was awesome that's so cool what kind of memorabilia is in there like because Pablo would have lost his fucking mind Pablo would (laughs) have lost it dude there is stuff everywhere just old stuff that you're like what how did they even get their hands on this stuff uh-huh. just like old merchandise old gear that people had donated like there's a whole awesome. library upstairs with like books and like oh big things of posters what? and uh yeah i took a, i took pictures of a ton of stuff like there's a sequin bad have... usa vest that's awesome already what that's cool that's super cool. One of they have a lot of, I imagine brown, they don't have like a lot of original mankind stuff. outfits oh. is in there. See, that surprises me. I would have figured that they wouldn't have a lot of WWE stuff because only oh, because no, they, they do. They ho- do hoard everything. There's I've seen I've seen of pictures it. of the warehouse. Oh man, the yeah, where, oh, yeah. Have you seen? The, did you watch the um, the WWE.com? It was a mini series called The Warehouse, where they kind of just had a look around, and um, the stuff. I've, yeah, go for it. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, I've <laughs> seen pictures of inside the warehouse. I didn't see a WWE.com thing. But, like, I've just seen, like, all the cool stuff that's in it, like, in little pictures, because uh, somebody I know works close to the warehouse, and they've gone in there and shown pictures. Uh, if you could, if, right, the both of you, if you could steal one thing from the warehouse, not that I would advocate stealing in the slightest, but I don't think they'd miss it. What would you take? The oh. blue steel cage. <laughs> Is Big Blue Clunky in the warehouse? It's gotta be. Probably it has to be. Oh, they've right? got they've got mm. the ring from WrestleMania One. Like they save rings. I like. I know that I know that um, Pops uh, off of the original Wild Samoan had one of the blue steel cages. Oh wow! I, I know he wow. had one. Of them. Was it still yeah. blue? Like how, it, was it still blue? Because it got painted. Black. I didn't wrestle. I didn't. I, I was. I wasn't there. Okay. Uh, when he, I never, I've never actually wrestled for Pops because he moved to his. He moved uh, his section of the Wild Swan Training Center to Florida before I started training at the Wild Swan Training Center. Uh, but uh, so I never saw it. But I've heard stories, and uh, my one of my trainers, Tommy Swade, told me about the fact they used to have the the blue steel cage. But I don't know if it was 
I don't know if it was blue or black, if it was painted already, or maybe if they changed the color itself. I don't know. But mm. I just know that they he, Pops used to own it, or does own it, or did. I don't know. That's really cool. And in uh, Target at the moment, um, there are new, new, in 2017, I love this, Wild Simone action figures. Have you seen these? No. Yeah. That's awesome, though. It's pretty cool. Well, they, they do these kind of, like, they make figures of everyone in the Hall of Fame, and um, or, or everyone that, oh, you know, yeah, people yeah. will buy. I don't think there'll be a James Dudley figure or a Baron, you know, Mikel Sukluna anytime soon, which, you know. I might be the only right. person that buys that. But um, they did uh, the Wild Simones, and they did a double pack of the classic feud between the Ultimate Warrior and Papa Shango. Which, uh, <laughs> classic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the does, only... the, does the Warrior figure bleed black shit? <laughs> no, it does. I was going to say it should come with a button that sort of, you know. Um... Dude, did you see Papa Shango? Like, the character of Papa Shango was booked somewhere recently. I saw, like, a poster of. Of uh, they had, I guess Charles Wright was booked as Papa Shango somewhere. And I was I like, did a, yeah. I did an autograph signing where, and this is going to come real full circle. I was sitting between Samu and Charles Wright, who did the first three hours of the session as Godfather, and then went and changed into the last three hours of Papa Shango. <laughs> I'm so jealous. That That's, excellent. <laughs> That's excellent. That's and the oh, it was, um, it was great because the hose. Who are there for the Godfather? Just changed, just changed into like goth clothes and still hung out with Papa Shango. Love it, love That's it. That's great. Yep. Well, did did they just get? Did they just get like? Because I guess what they used to do uh, during the Attitude Era, they used to, for the for the hoe train or whatever. They used to just get. They used to go to like a, a strip club and just get a bunch of strippers. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they did that for this, um, but. That reminds me that Pablo, as far as obscure guests, you should stalk down the hoe that held the twenty four seven hardcore title. I, I'm, I'll take oh, that challenge. Oh yeah, get hers as a guest. That'd be good. You, you could find it. You could find her. Do you think? See, I'm trying to find people. Right, I found out that um, cause in terms of trying to get obscure guests, um, right, nails. He had a website, and he has never done an interview ever. And he was selling T-shirts on that website, and he now has an eBay store where he will sell signed T-shirts. So I'm thinking that may be the in, you know, buy a nails T-shirt, become a fashion plate with a bright orange T-shirt with nails' face on it, and then sort of, you know, be Love the it. one, be the one that finally asks, you know, did Vince McMahon grab your balls, and uh, you know, all that kind of good stuff. I think, I think I would, I would, I think the first question that came to mind wasn't about Vince grabbing balls. It was about, it'd be about. Uh, what was it like to almost wrestle the Undertaker at WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my my biggest question is, what do these nails T-shirts look like? Oh, the bright orange and uh, with a, just a picture of nails behind bars, and it may have his prison number on the back. I'm not entirely sure, but um, they do exist. Dope. I I was I was hoping. I think that it would be great if it was an orange T-shirt. And it was just like one of those graphic tees that was just like the square picture of his face <laughs> with the bars in front of it. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be epic. That would be really cool. Um, actually, I found out something. This may blow your mind. Do you know how they um, distorted Neil's voice um, when he did interviews and everything? Because if you listen to him talk, he sounds like Roddy Piper in real life. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if no, you've I've ever... never. I've never listened to Nails outside of. A professional wrestling realm. Well, he did an, an, an indie show after WWF, and he, he he really isn't a bad promo when you let him sort of talk, sort of thing, and um, instead of the slow 
kind of monotonous kind of voice. And I was watching an episode of uh, Primetime recently, and, you know, as you do, and um, <coughs> Big Boss Man was being right. interviewed with Slick when he first came in. And because Big Boss Man's voice was really high, they actually distorted his voice for that interview and made it lower. And that's something I don't think they ever okay. did ever again. Like, that's just insane to me that they did that for, you know, those, uh, you know, more. Well, yeah. I mean, they had Kane use a voice box. This is true. This is true. Well, yeah, that was awesome. I've got a, a theory about that was Na- awesome. I've got a theory about Nails that you know. Do you know how he sort of he he got let out of prison, but he still had his prison uniform. So my theory is that he was arrested for indecent exposure, and he was just nude when he was arrested. So he had no clothes when he was released from prison. So they gave him the suit when they he gave left. Him the, they gave him the suit. There you See, go. That's a David, good. That's, a, that's an interesting uh, theory. Currently, Pablo hasn't done it so much, but he does this thing where he tells you these facts about wrestling that you go, "What the fuck? How does anybody know that?" <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. like, um, do you ever do you do you ever see those things like when you hear uh, at like Star Trek conventions and like. Uh, when William Shatner and, all them, and they'll be there, and then the Star Trek fans tell them all these things, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, See, yeah." I know that's the thing. I'm talking to two professional wrestlers, and I'm trying not to come across like, you know, <laughs> Kathy Bates in misery. You no, know? no, there, <laughs> no, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it because, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I consider myself a wrestling nerd, but I'm, but then I talk to other, and there's nothing. That's not a. That's not like a four letter word or anything. Like, that. like don't take it that wrong way. No. But, no. I consider myself a wrestling nerd, but then I talk to real wrestling nerds, and I'm like, I'm not even close to a wrestling nerd. Like, I'm like here's, I'm like, I have here's a my here's my out. here's my recent here's my recent one that I've been blowing people's minds with that I got from Pablo. Uh, David, do you know who sings the Big Show's theme song? <laughs> no idea who sings the Big Show's theme song. It is Michael P.S. Hayes. Really, the original one. Right yeah, if you listen to it now, dude. When that you listen to it now and you put it next to Bad Street, you're like, oh, it's <laughs> one million percent Michael P.S. Hayes. Like, how did I not notice this from the start? Yeah, some, something that I have in my collection, um, which is a bit worrying. I have the uh, the Bad Street USA vinyl album. Uh, this did exist, and it's a gatefold. And when you unfold it, do you remember the centerfold that Shawn Michaels did with nothing but the belt when he's sort of lying down? Yes. Yeah, imagine. No, that. I don't remember that at all. Okay, well that liar. <laughs> well, that happens, but imagine Michael Hayes with the Confederate flag over his uh, cotton balls. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, it's entirely. Uh... I'm surprised it wasn't. I'm surprised it wasn't a fanny pack, considering he wears that at all times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not exactly something that I have on display. Um... It's it's really not a bad album. Actually, no, it's terrible. It's awful. Apart from Bad Street I, USA, you, I, I wish you just had. I wish you just had. Like, do you have the rocking the rock and wrestling thing? Mm-hmm. Like when when uh, when WWF decided that it was a good idea to just like try and merge rock and roll and wrestling, and all the wrestlers were like in music videos and doing all and like singing the songs of like popular rock songs from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, last year that and Piledriver were re-released for record store day. Fantastic. What? Yeah. It's a beautiful world, isn't it? When, you know, something like that can happen. <laughs> um, if you check the, if you, ch- if you check the cover of the wrestling album as well, um, if you look at Freddie Blassie, he is checking out Elizabeth's ass. And it's like really sure. obvious. <laughs> like, you know, like, I love that. About sure. <laughs> 
Whatever, Freddie Blassie can do whatever he wants. Who wouldn't? She was a fox. She, she was a fox. She was. She was. Again, yeah. tell me if you if you tell me that you didn't cry WrestleMania seven, you're a liar. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I cried. I mean, it's no I WrestleMania cried. nine, but it's all right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> see, yeah, we had to get WrestleMania nine in there somewhere. Um, see, that that's kind of what happened. I interviewed Colin for my other show, and um, instead of you know talking about his career, uh, we just talked about WrestleMania nine for about an hour and a half. And um, oh, that's and, awesome! And, and you well, think... the Steiners, the Steiners versus Head Shrinkers is like my favorite match on that card. Well, there you go. And Holy it's... shit, it's so dope, dude! Like, <laughs> no, it's such a good whoa, match. Whoa, it's right? so good. Uh, it is. Uh, Rick Steiner giving a power. Slam from on top of Samu's shoulders to Fatu is like the craziest thing I ever saw. The coolest, the coolest thing ever, right? It's so, it, dude. I love, I like. Okay, obviously, I'm a little, I'm a little uh, biased, but I love watching like Samoan SWAT team matches or head shrinker matches and seeing how good like Sam Sam was. <laughs> like that's that's honestly one of my favorites because I, I mean everyone knows how good the Steiners were and like everyone knows about Scott Steiner being awesome uh, and all that, but them as a tag, they were just such a good tag team. And that match at WrestleMania nine was amazing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I heard Samu was, Samu was the, match f- the next year. What was that? On 10 got cut. Yeah. They were supposed to, they were, I heard a story that they were supposed to do the rematch at WrestleMania 10, but it got cut because Sean and razor went too long. Oh, that was a 10 man tag. It was, um, See now, am I just being too nerdy again? Uh, tell me to shut up at any point. But it was uh, the head shrink. <laughs> it, it was the head shrinkers, Jeff Jarrett, IRS, and Rick Martel against Smoking Guns, One Two Three Kids, Tatanka, Bob Holly, I think, and um, yeah, Sean and Razor. Are you t- are you reciting are you are you reciting a match that got cut from WrestleMania? Yeah. Is that bad? Off well, the top of his head. Well, you know. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, yeah, what they had to do was, because Sean and Razor went over, and uh, apparently Savage got legit pissed at uh, Sean and Razor for that, and uh, they had to just cut to backstage, where the team, the heel team, couldn't decide who was the captain, and that was enough to be like, oh, well, we can't have the match, because no one can decide who the captain is, and then they had the, they had the match on Raw like the next week or something. I was told that I was told through the grapevine that Sean was going around telling everybody that they were going to go long and telling everybody else to cut their matches short. <laughs> that <laughs> Which would, to me is like the greatest thing ever. That wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't hey, su- guys, it's WrestleMania 10. <laughs> we're going to go long. You guys cut. Hey your guys, shit. we're hey guys, we're not even the main event of WrestleMania 10. <laughs> you want to uh, you want to just snip yours up real quick? <laughs> That's the Earthquake, best. Earthquake and Adam Bomb only went about. What thirty seconds? I think the the fight between Howard Finkel and Harvey Whippleman went on for longer than that. Well, well that's I mean, really that when you really break it down. That's really what fucked that ten man tag, and it isn't <laughs> Sean and Razor at all. It was actually Harvey Whippleman being a real right. cocksucker. That bastard. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I I think I think it's funny when. Uh, do you remember for like about a year or so there was that talk because when. Uh, when Daniel Bryan lost the world title to Sheamus in the opening match at Mania, um, was it 28 in like the 18 seconds or whatever? And everyone was like, this segment got more than them. Oh, and this segment got more than them. Oh, and this segment got more than them. Like, that was like the biggest thing. Like, when they were like, this segment got more time than Daniel Bryan did at WrestleMania. And it was like, that got him so over. Yeah. What no- do you do? <laughs> like, yeah, nothing against that Mania, but I don't think people remember much from that WrestleMania. 
uh, but they remember the uh, film. Other than Rock Cena, other than Jericho <laughs> Punk, and other than uh, Taker versus Triple H in a Hell in a Cell. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, no, they, no you, people don't remember that. You can, okay, you can tell them a, a really old school fan. Um, I actually yeah, don't no remember any of those matches. No, no way. You, you definitely remember Taker and Triple H in the cell with Shawn Michaels as the referee. Is it re- okay? I definitely don't remember that one, but I what? do remember Roxena. Is it, dude? Re- Taker, Taker, and Triple H with Shawn Michaels as the referee has, like, in my opinion, the biggest false finish in the history of professional wrestling. Oh, the super kick. Mm. The super kick pedigree. Yeah. In the cell with Taker's streak still on the line, and everyone just thought Triple H was gonna book himself over, <laughs> over Taker. Like everyone had that had that nervous feeling, like, <laughs> oh, Triple H is gonna put himself over on Taker. On Taker, especially at that time, I had only been train. I'd been training for like maybe a month and a half. And of course, at that point I thought I was a genius when it comes to wrestling. And I was reading all the forums and stuff and everyone hated, you know, a bunch of people hated triple H. So I would bought in on, on that at the time. Like, Oh, he just, he, he loves himself so much. He's going to put himself over on taker. He needs to be the one to beat the streak. He needs to be better than Sean. And so when Sean hit the super kick and he hit the pedigree and taker kicked out, that was the biggest false. I, of all time. I did get out of my seat for that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I What's, went hold on. What WrestleMania was that? 28? 28. That's when Undertaker had Johnny Cash's theme, or was that the year before? The year before was Johnny Cash's theme. Oh, okay, okay. Because the year before was the cool promo. Was the... What? You you started training in 2012? Yes. Oh, it's terrible. Young as fuck. Yeah, I think I'm the oldest person here, which is horrible. I I started training January of 2012. And I had my first match February of 2012. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm the fastest graduate. I'm the fastest graduate in the history of the Wild Simone Training Center. So <laughs> I have like almost a, really a decade on you. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? I'm old, that's why it was brother. My, that's why it was my. That's, that's why it was my pleasure to break your face. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pablo, this motherfucker broke my face. (laughs) Oh, no, I felt so terrible. And you invited him on our show (laughs) when he deliberately broke my face. Deliberately. Did he use IRS's uh, briefcase? He used used those those calves that are smaller than his (laughs) biceps, and he took them to my face. (laughs) Oh yeah, Colin, oh, did I not tell you? It, like every episode is going to be someone who's injured you in a you know different way. Yeah, well, <laughs> I felt so we've awful. we've come to the end of the list. <laughs> this is it. This is the big one. It starts <laughs> and ends with David Starr putting three pla- three metal plates into my face. Uh, Whatever. That's kind of a badass story. Are you using a headbutt now? No. Because anytime anyone comes anywhere near my face, I'm like, hey, yo, man, just so you know, like, I broke it once, so if you could be really careful. Not. Oh, you like the, uh, <laughs> fuck. You, you like the, the heel and uh, Mr. Nanny. He had, like, a, a metal sort of crown on his head, didn't he? Like One of, one of the first uh, weekends of me being able to be back wrestling, I had to wrestle yeah. Kenny Omega all weekend. Whose big thing is a big pump knee? <laughs> yeah, and like he Were you he terrified? might be the he might be one of the greatest professional wrestlers walking planet Earth right now. And I was still like, hey man, uh, so like 
I, I did just break my face with like a knee to the face. So I mean, I, I'm, I, I know I trust you, but like I'm, I'm super nervous. <laughs> Oh man! So uh, you know who wouldn't hurt you though um, if they give you a knee to the face? Ahmed Johnson, because of the amount of knee pads, <laughs> knee and thigh pads. Yeah, this is audio, but knee you, and thigh pads. Yeah, this is audio, but I'm I'm actually locking my fingers together because we've just come full circle there, and that's a that's a beautiful thing uh, to be able to do. Hey, that. at least hey, you know what, Colin? I've I've used I've used that knee as a finish a few times. I believe so, you. You used it to finish that it's night. being protected. A shoot finish. It was a shoot finish that, that, that night. Pablo, I rolled. Oh, Pablo, God, my I'm face just... went completely numb. It uh, went completely can we numb. Oh, wait, wait. But in all... Wait, Colin, no. I felt so terrible about, about that. I think I messaged you every single day for like, for like two months. He did. And for the first, sure, couple, the first couple of days that he was messaging me, I was still in the hospital, Pablo. Oh, man. <laughs> I got taken from I got they had to ambulance me from one hospital to a different hospital because they were like here in podunk nowhere we can't help you uh, we oh, have man. to get you in an ambulance <laughs> and drive you an hour away to a hospital that can help you see Colin is my co-host here so David oh. you are the heel in this uh, situation um... no I <laughs> hey, listen I, I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to not Put heat on me. <laughs> I'm not trying to pass the button. And, uh, literally. So the doctor tells me when I go in, he's like, we're just going to take some uh, some scans of your face. We'll do, a, you know, an x-ray. We'll do a CAT scan. Most likely, though, we'll just give you some pain, pill- some pain pills and we'll send you on your way. I said, okay. So I'm sitting in this room. The doctor comes in. He closes the curtain behind him and he says, all right, I'm just going to be straight with you. Your face is fucked. <laughs> oh my god, no, he didn't say that. I swear to god, and I was like, is that a medical term? What does that mean? He's like, it's broken. It's broken everywhere. And I was like, what? Everywhere. Like, what? Yeah, apparently it was just like shattered up in there. So like, he was like, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. Wow. And then I, I went, he I've left, never he left seen the room. anything like it. <laughs> He left the room and I'm like freaking out. And I go out to like ask him, like, hey man, sh- like, what uh, should I like? Can I even call somebody to come get me? Like, what should I do? And when I go out there to like ask him that question, he's Googling zygo maxillary fractures. <laughs> no, he's and I'm not. Like, this no, is, he's this not. is not serious. <laughs> That's the worst. If your doctor is Googling what did he do, how do I help this person? It's like, you're the doctor, you're supposed to be medical Google. Like that's what you're the supposed ER to do. The ER doctor is googling my injury. Wow. Oh god, that's the worst thing of all time. I'm if even, I feel even more terrible now. Yeah, David, if you've, you've <laughs> he was like, he, he, oh, go for it. Oh, I know, no, David. He was like, the only thing I can do for you is put you in an ambulance and send you an hour south, which is for further away from home so i had to have not one but two people drive down to come get me because one of them had to drive like had to drive the other person who was going to drive the rental car home oh man oh fuck um dude the do but i I do remember that once you like you took the like they they stopped the match or whatever and then you got in the ring and when you came up to talk to me like i was like you just look at me you're just like I think I broke my. You think you said? I don't know if you said orbital bone or face. Be like, I think I broke. Like, I think I broke my face. Or you're like, I broke my face. I was like, Oh my yeah. god, no, are you okay? He was like, Yeah, no, I. 
like, I definitely broke it. I was like, I'm so sorry. You and everything okay? He goes, dude, it's not your fault. Not your fault. Not your fault. And I was like, oh, man. No. No. I rolled out of the ring, and I couldn't feel anything from my eyeball to my teeth. Like, my teeth, my teeth actually just regained feeling in the last, like, six months. <laughs> he's, he's That's been, a true story. Oh, man. Hey, hey. But, but, but the, the match was real good, though. <laughs> Was it on video? Next time we're around each other, I'm, I'm gonna make you feel the screw that you can feel <laughs> in my eye socket. Yeah, I would love, I would love to do that. Just, just don't, <laughs> just don't, don't give me like. Okay, here's the thing. So, like, w- w- eventually when we wrestle again, and hopefully it happens sometime soon, uh, like, do I get like a receipt of some sort? Like, what kind of receipt do I get in that regard? Like, I don't even. I don't even I've been know. putting hits out on you for about a year now. I'm surprised you're not oh, really yeah. messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I think yo, know, but every time you know what the funny thing is, every time I give I give that knee now, I do have a tendency. I tell everybody, please put your hand up. Every time, like, yeah, put your hand up. I'm like, you're fine. Like I've done it, and like you know, a lot, a lot more since then. Because even before I did it, obviously you weren't the first person I did it to, but like, um, and I always tell people, I'm like, hey, put your hand up. Because some people just do this, like when I'm, when I'll, I'll be like, oh, and then I'll do this, I'll do like the hero knee. I usually, you know, because he's the one who made it popular. So, uh, hero, right. hero knee, and then they're then like when I when they pantomime it to themselves, they just kind of like blindly just lean over, like one of those like weird du- like duck things that dips in water on a desk, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> don't, I'm like, yep, I'm like, don't do that. I was like, please put your hand up. I'm like, please put your hand up, like all the time. Well, if you, I have to, tell, if you I have watch to say the- that. If you've watched the footage back, oh, there is footage I of this. Don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't even get a chance to put my hand up. I swear to God, my I bend about uh, I don't know three inches over before your knee has destroyed my face. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, watch man. it! I swear to God, watch it back, and I'm <laughs> like my foot goes down. I start to bend my waist, and it, like you just your knee comes up at a million miles an hour. Oh, man. Wow. It, I'm not it, even halfway. I'm not even halfway bent over. I'm not even like I, I'd say out of a full bend. If if like fully bent over is 100 percent, I'm less than 25 percent bent when that knee makes collision with my face. Mm, mm. Mm. So if, if you were is, sending mm. that thing in hot. If this is on YouTube, we'll, <laughs> oh, uh, we'll post the link below the it, show. I, I think that I think the match is on YouTube, though. I think it is because it was on. Because they usually put PPW, which is the company it was on, it was it, they pretty much put all their stuff out there on YouTube for free all the time. But it's not like listed. What's I don't think uh, it's listed what? as like David Starr versus Colin Delaney. It's not, it's probably in our Twitter conversation, Colin. Yeah, I think I'll I, find I, it. I I'll send it to Pablo or whatever. <laughs> uh, what, so, what town was it? Hazelton, Pennsylvania. Hazelton, Pennsylvania. So uh, the the crowd in Hazelton, Pennsylvania, had David really riled up that night. And he really felt the need to throw that fucking knee about as hard as he's ever thrown it. Dude, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think, shoot, then work. But I removed the work part and did all shoot. That's, that's he, my, that's my key to being different now. I just go all shoot all, <laughs> all the time. Just a trail of, a trail of zygomaxillary fractures in this past. <laughs> it's all fuck what that doesn't even sound like a real thing that sounds like a dinosaur yeah i have dinosaur. they actually replaced some of the bones in my face with dinosaur bones that's why they call it that (laughs) i wish they did 
Like, would that well, be Stegosaurus that'd be cool, face? Though, right? They call me now. <laughs> well, could, did you did you at least ask for like some kind of really cool badass face? Like, maybe they could give you like a half robotic face. Like, I would have that would have well, been awesome. Maybe you could have gotten like, a Terminator if, eye. I asked if yeah, I asked if while I was in there they could you know Brad pit up my nose or something. <laughs> oh yeah, while they're yeah. already while they're already making changes, they might as well make a couple of quick improvements. You know. This is true. Well, look, um, that would have been that would have been nice. I, you did say, yep. Colin, that this should probably be the WrestleMania show, and it totally has not been that. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. So last, so last, uh, last podcast, last Turn Chuckle episode was uh, very Royal Rumble themed because the Rumble was coming up, and we uh, we broke down right. as many Royal Rumbles as we collectively had seen, which was like up to like. 1998. <laughs> well, we, we would have went on for about four hours if, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, we went like two and a half Royal hours Rumble just talking Royal about Rumble. ten Royal Rumbles. <laughs> but you... Well, the 92 Royal Rumble is my favorite Royal Rumble. Well, 93, you're sleeping on. Yes, well, that's, 90, who that's, won 93? Well, after the last episode, Brett um, and Razor for that, um, after the last episode, Colin had never seen Royal Rumble 93, so he immediately watched it after the episode, and we're going to um, take a look at it right now. Did you watch it at the time, or have you seen it? Okay, here's the thing. I, I did think... watch it at the time, but I forgot probably <laughs> all the things I wanted to tell you about it because we haven't recorded in like a month and a half. That's okay. We can skip all that. See, my listen, the the in ninety the ninety two Rumble has one of my favorite things about it, which you know it was just like a backstage rib or like them talking, was Flair doing his classic Flair crazy mat pro wrestling magic wand uh oversells and, and Shawn Michaels trying to out oversell Ric Flair during the match. And it's one of the best things you that is in the history of wrestling, but you can't. Okay, if, if so you, listen to we. I noticed it, and it's awesome. Listen to the undercard for Royal Rumble 1993. You ready for this? Sure. Okay, the opener is Steiner's Beverly Brothers. Oh, it great. moves on. It moves on into Sean versus Marty for the Intercontinental. Dope. Goes into a crazy. Never thought it ever happened. Battle of the Agile Big Men, Bam Bam Bigelow versus the Big Boss Man. That's a that's, I want to watch that now. Yeah. Then it's Brett versus Razor, and then it's the Rumble. It's like the dopest <sighs> undercard of all time. Wow. And you blew my mind. That is with a the, really good undercard. You blew my mind with the dark match as well. Do you remember what that was? Oh, I already forgot what it was because I I sure I didn't watch it when it uh, happened. See, well, as a huge, huge, huge Matt Bourne Dunk well, Cloud if fan, you it was... did watch it on TV when it happened. If you did watch it when it happened, then it wouldn't have been a dark match. This is true. What if I was there in the building, David? <laughs> God, then it would. Then it could have been it. a dark match. Were you there in the building? Yeah, I was. I was there in the Arco <laughs> Arena in Sacramento, California. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I mean, at age, at age uh, seven. Well done on remembering the uh, arena I saw, name. Um, I just looked it up. Oh, okay, I thought you did. I yeah. saw the uh, I saw I'm the Royal you. Rumble. I saw the Royal Rumble in Philly when Benoit won. When Benoit won. When who yeah. won? Uh, that's the only Rumble I've ever attended. Actually, when uh, Crispin. 
when Crispin yep. Wah, when he won. I was. Tra- I want to make it a thing or where I get replaced with him in history because I think it's way funnier <laughs> than Stevie Richards replacing him in history. Than Stevie Richards. I think me replacing him is way funnier. Mm-hmm. See, I like the idea. So let's start. Let's get that more going. Obscure. Yeah. It's true. Well, it. Okay. And right if- now, Bacon has a better, a bigger chance of being the permanent thing than than you, though, Colin. I'm sorry. I know. It's like, it's either Stevie Richards or Vacant. <laughs> is I know. Vacant's actually going in the Hall of Fame this year. Kristen Wong. Sad face. <laughs> well, um, see, we've, we've went off what? the rails. We've completely went off the rails, I think. Um, <laughs> I, like we, had, we do. Yeah, like we hadn't already. Um, but, I, I see, I did, I prepared... Like for Royal Rumble '93, it's fine. It's fine that you've forgotten everything. It's okay. I watched it the minute we stopped recording the last one a month and a half ago. I know, but not my fault. Didn't Giant Gonzalez's debut just make you want to watch it over and over again? Um, yes. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I did not think that the the Bob Backlund pop was all you made it out to be. <gasps> okay. I think uh, I think you oversold it a little bit. Maybe it was your oversell that made me really not feel it as much as I, I should have been feeling it. Maybe. But I really don't think it, it was as over as you were putting it over. Because, oh, uh, so Ric Flair's on his way out at 93. So they have Bob Backlund to just unnecessarily break his record from the year before and be the longest one in a Royal Rumble just to get eliminated by Yokozuna. But it was so near the end, though. Oh, wait a minute. I think... T- Who's went? Is David gone? I don't care. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think David's actually Fuck gone. him, he broke my face once. <laughs> Let's keep going. Um, all right, well, I'm sure David will call back. Um, yeah, well, it, yeah. would you agree that uh, that Frankensteiner at Royal Rumble 93 was the best one that has ever been shown, ever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dirty. There's yeah. a, uh, that The opener is really, really good. I think... Uh, the Sean and Marty match, having like the the Sherry Martel intersect, kind of took away from the match a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was more storyline driven than the Monday Night Raw Which, match that they had, where it was yeah. more action sort of thing. But um, it was something that I found out that the Beverly Brothers also wrestled as the Executioners. Do you know um, on Raw and wherever? And it was mainly so that they could have that match with the Steiners and that Bo or Blake or, yeah. Yeah, could take that Frankensteiner. And, um, so if you, if you find it and you watch Scott do the Frankensteiner, you can see it being sold the exact same way and everything, which I think is pretty cool. Huh? Yes. Well, I know the, uh, the, the executioners back in the day were Barry Hardy and Dwayne Gill. Hello. They were out. There and he is. We would, yeah. Uh, Colin was saying awful things about you while you were gone. Oh, it's okay. I uh, I just I'm I'm in I'm currently in the uh, Cherry Hill Mall in New Jersey because uh, I had to go to the Apple Store uh, in here to see, and see a buddy of mine who works here so I get that discount. Um, and I just walked away from the Apple Store, which I was connected to Wi-Fi because I needed to use the restroom. And then even though it's on, it was on the 
4G LTE. It still disconnected me for some reason. But uh, whatevs here now. Whatevs. So, um, yes, yeah, so I've just gone through some notes uh, from Ronald ninety three. Shawn Michaels. I don't know if you uh, noticed it, but he had to wear makeup because he had um, a massive cut on his face. Um, Did he get punched really? in the face at a bar or something like that? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the uh, Bruce Pritchard uh, podcast. That's my favorite podcast out there, apart from Turn Chuckle, obviously. Um, you know, I, I, would, I, I just really, really disliked the brother love character. So I, <laughs> I feel like it would be really hard for me to listen to Bruce Pritchard only because of that. Like, I obviously, you know, I, I, I don't know the man. I don't know the man uh, or I've never worked with him. I've never really spoken to him. He never even said hi to him before. But the, just the brother love character was one of my least favorite professional wrestling characters ever. The magazine that From, his f- face was on was the lowest selling WWF magazine <laughs> of all time. See, these are the things we get. These are the facts. That <laughs> That's crazy. Right how now. do you have? How do you know that? Um, because <laughs> I I own every copy. No, I don't. Um, I don't know. But even I if just... you own every copy, why do you know the statistics of? The sales of all the other copies. I have no yeah. life. That's why it's, um, it's amazing. <laughs> I yeah. have I have two pairs of Adam Bomb shades. You know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> okay, okay, fair, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, here's a, here's a here's a thing though, David. You're gonna walk away from from this podcast, and you're gonna be at a show one time, and someone's <laughs> gonna have that magazine, and you're gonna be like, "Did you know that's the lowest selling WF magazine of <laughs> yeah, all?" Now time? I am. Now I am. <laughs> I know. Well, the reason we talk about Bruce Pritchard is because they talked a little about Royal Rumble 93, and whether Bruce Pritchard is telling the truth or not is, you know, one thing or the other, but they said that when they signed the Steiner Brothers, they just wanted to sign Scott, and Scott was an original plan to win the Royal Rumble that year and go on to WrestleMania. Wow. Whether that's true or not. But I think it's worth. Well, was he producing? Was he like the producer of the match or anything? He must have been. Like he, they, him, and Pat would uh, design the rumble. Um, but apparently, Vince saw money in Scott, and you know. Um, but for whatever reason, maybe he heard like a promo or something, and it just you know. <laughs> <laughs> if he heard, if are you kidding me, Scott Steiner? If Scott Steiner was doing the Scott Steiner promos that we know back then, he would have been the heavyweight champion immediately. That's actually possible. well. Scott Steiner, uh, in it, in towards the end of his WCW run, he had uh, he had some solid singles stuff. I lo- dude, it looked like he I was mean, getting granted, a push a there. Kid. Granted, I was a kid and I didn't really know the know the difference, but I really liked Scott Steiner as a kid watching WCW, like Big Papa Pump. Like I used to. I used to love that. Well, no, but I'm talking like before they made the jump to WWF back in the day in like early nineties, WCW, like, Oh yeah. I remember some, some hot Scott Steiner, like championship opportunities that he was getting. There's a match. And it was like, Oh Rick man. By himself. Rick was by himself in the, in the varsity club at one point, wasn't he? Or like, were they both? In yeah. That? Yeah. No, no, just Scott. Uh, just no, Rick. no. And uh, Scott had a match yep. against Ric Flair on uh, TV once. And it's on one of the, yeah, Ric I was going to say, yeah. I, I, I feel like I remember a Ric Flair Scott Steiner match from like back in that era. That's really cool, and uh, so you know people wanted to push him as singles, but man, the Steiners were so dope. They really hmm. were. They really were. Um, well, well I, I mean, I, I think I was I think I was in, I think I was into WCW Scott Steiner because I'm a huge superstar Billy Graham guy. So hmm. same reason why I like Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> 
See, I, I love Billy Graham because he's back under a Legends contract, but he will repeatedly tear into WWE every single week. <laughs> <laughs> he's the man. I love Billy Graham. Is, Billy Graham is like, well, he is my favorite ever. You did, you did get to meet him, just, didn't you? There's a picture of you two. I on, did. Yeah. What was uh, that like? I did. It was the best, the best experience of all time. Uh-huh. Like, um, basically, I it was at, I was doing security at the first WrestleCon, the one that was Roxena in New York, New Jersey. No. Um, and. Uh, I was doing security, and I knew Superstar, Superstar was going to be there. So I went out of my way during when I was just making my rounds, and I was like, oh, man, okay, I'm going to make sure to talk to Superstar. But the line was, like, you know, basically out the door to go see him. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just wait for this to die down. So I started hanging out at the House of Hardcore table, and uh, Dreamer had been to a few CCW shows at that point. So we, so I'd gotten to talk to him a little bit, and he's asked me what I was, what I was doing, just hanging out. And I was like, I'm just waiting for Superstar's line to die down. And then he's like, oh, do you want to meet him? I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Yeah. So uh, Dreamer introduced me to Superstar. And, I, and uh, so Dreamer goes up, to, goes up to him and he's like, he's like, hey, Superstar. And he goes, oh, Tommy, what's up? He goes, not much. I want you to meet a good friend of mine. Um, this is David Starr. And you are, and Superstar, you're the reason he got into the wrestling business. And Superstar looks up at me and he just goes, Whoa, don't put the heat on me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, this, this is the best. And then he told me, he goes, come by. He goes, come by uh, my table at the end of the convention, and we'll we'll talk for a little bit. And I was like, uh, absolutely. Thank you. Like, that'd be great. So convention ends. I go up to him at the end, and I snuck my I snuck my stepdad in to uh, – and my stepdad and my uncle into the convention because my stepdad was the reason I got into Superstar because Superstar was his favorite when he was a kid. Yeah. So he brought like a couple of his old magazines and stuff and I snuck him in and then Superstar was cool enough to sign them for him for like, and he didn't, he didn't charge him or anything like that. Uh, Cause I told him it was my stepdad and he signed, he signed his magazines and stuff for nothing. And then he was sitting down the whole time. He was, he wasn't in the best, the best physical condition. Um, and then when we started talking, he, put his hand out and asked for me to help him up. So I helped him up out of his chair and he stood up and spoke to me for like 20 minutes. Uh, and like, just, I, so cool. I just picked his brain and he was the coolest guy ever. And like, he gave me, he gave me actually some, some really cool insight that I'll, uh, and it was just, he, he, it was, it was the best experience I could have ever had with like, like the whole your heroes thing. It was the best. Mm. So that's really cool. So I love Superstar Billy Graham. The, his book is uh, awesome as well. And uh, there was a DVD that uh, wasn't made available in the UK because there's the match with Dusty Rhodes where the I think it's the bull rope match where he's... Uh, oh, yeah, it's the famous... Yeah, where he's yeah. bleeding and he's being hung, he's well, being hung by the, the rope it, over the... Ro- over the, the ropes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it didn't make it past UK census, so it never got released in the UK. Um so it was it, yeah I went out of my way to get it and the documentary I think actually it's one of the, the more honest documentaries that I think on a personality that I think WWE have ever made Cause, yeah you know, uh, you know Billy Graham is very sort of I know balls to the wall and will give you his opinion and um, yeah and you know people will give their opinion on him as well but you know it's always with respect and yeah you know, he's he is awesome well he's the most Im- he's the most imitated man in wrestling history. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Right. Yeah, he, he's the most imitated. If nothing man, else, like, there's no doubt about it. Mm. Yeah, if you know who, if you know who he is or not, uh, you know things that he's said or or things that he's done through other people. Yep. 
dude, he, he, if, if you're a good, if you were a good interview, it was because of superstar. If you, if right. you were, had the bodybuilder, if you had a bodybuilder look and wanted abs, that was because of superstar. He was like the first guy, mainstream guy who seemed to have like that real bodybuilder look. Cause everyone else looked like a, looked like a power lifter. He, if you wear bright, bright colors in the ring, it's because of superstar. If you have like long, if you had long extravagant, like blonde hair, like bleach blonde hair. It was because of Superstar. If you had big mutton chop sideburns, it was because of Superstar. If you ever did multicolored facial hair, it was because of Superstar. If you were ever a, like a karate character, <laughs> it was because of fucking Superstar. If you were like, there's a million different things you could say. If you were ever a heel that got over as a baby face, it was because it's Superstar was the first one to do that. Like, yeah, that, that he was just so ahead of his time and he was, He's, he's the, his, the way he just sold and his big, the way everything about him was just so larger than life. And it, it's, if you had a son, if you had a good tan, it was because of superstar. So like he was so influential on professional wrestling and well, if you had a good tan, it's cause you, you tanned. David, no, but I'm saying not... he was like, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's like, you know what I'm getting at Kyle, but like he's. <laughs> He, he was just so influential to the business. And he's, again, I, I've said it a million times to a million different people that he's the most imitated man in wrestling history. Um, and it's, he, it's great. And then if you don't know superstar Billy Graham as you need to, and you're in wrestling, you need to, you need to know your history, man, because he's the best. Oh, absolutely. His stuff with Kevin Sullivan as well, I think, you know, sadly overlooked in uh, Florida, you know, the whole demo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's amazing. And, and the thing is as well, because, you know, he, he always gives some, you know, little scares when he says that he's not in the best of health and stuff like that. And, you know, hopefully he's going to be around for a long time. But I think if he's back under a Legends contract, I would get him on TV doing interviews and, you know, I would have him doing commentary because his commentary was... I think he's too, I think he's, I think he's, he might be, uh, too unchained yeah, um... <laughs> for, that, for their, for their take, for their taste. This Who is... knows? I mean, obviously, I don't know. I've never, I've never actually worked there or anything, but like, uh, just based on a corporate structure of anything. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I love they uh, they released a, a brand new superstar Billy Graham uh, T-shirt, and uh, he says on his Facebook page that he contacted Triple H to tell him that he didn't like the design of the T-shirt because it had no tie dye in it. And uh, oh man, <laughs> how could you have a non? How could you have a, a superstar Billy Graham shirt with no tie dye? Yeah. <laughs> so Triple H was like, "Nope, sure, we'll we'll get it done." Um, so, <laughs> so you have to be on that level, I think, to be able to, you know, come well, at, didn't, come at. Did Triple H induct? He Superstar? did. He did indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Even you just mean Triple H with his. You mean Triple H with his tan and his bleach blonde hair and his <laughs> and his bodybuilder look and his bodybuilder look and his ability to get over as a baby face though he's a heel. You mean that yeah. guy? <laughs> yeah, the guy who was exactly superstar Billy Graham. How about Holly, Hollywood Hulk Hogan just being superstar Billy Graham or well, Scott Steiner just being superstar Billy Graham or the, like, one of one of my favorite uh, <laughs> moments of that rock and wrestling era is still the Slammy Awards with Hogan and Billy Graham Hogan in a tux with no no sleeves and Billy Graham in that tie-dye pink suit and they're both doing the posing and everything and Hogan Ugh. you know he says that Billy Graham was his hero and you know it, it, he doesn't get much more I don't know like sort of um I guess honest and sort of, you know, um, during that yeah. time, sort of like really paying respects and stuff like because it wasn't really Jesse the Body. I yeah, mean, we... Jesse the Body was another one. Yeah, well, he was a Jesse the Body 
is one of my favorite commentators. Um, yeah. He, but there's, and he's actually one of, he's actually one of my, uh, listen to speak in general, uh, mm-hmm. nowadays too, but he is a blatant <laughs> Billy, Billy Graham invitation though. Like, oh, the most yeah. blatant. Well, he went into the hall of fame the same year and he basically said, you know, if it wasn't for Billy Graham, um, yeah, you can't have Billy Graham sat next to you and not, you know, <laughs> pay homage to yeah. him if you're Jesse Ventura. Um, yeah, pretty Hey, cool. Billy Graham was also very responsible for bringing steroids into wrestling. And, I mean, we love those. We got <laughs> to be honest about it. No, I, you know, I'm just saying, like, he was one of the people who, that was one of the ways he was very influential in wrestling. You can't you can't hide from that stuff either. Um, He's uh, dropping clenbuterol into these beers I'm <laughs> drinking. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't tell you the name of a steroid. So you saying clembuterol? I just, I that's like a, like a mystery to me. <laughs> well, look, I'll it, teach you the ways, kid. <laughs> well, like we're, we're going to be the only podcast in history to go from Billy Graham to Max Moon. Uh, but you know, to wrap up uh, Royal Rumble '93, um, here's a fact that you may not know that may blow. <laughs> well, what a <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm I'm good at sort of taking the most tenuous links and you know putting them together. Um, Royal Rumble '93, Tatanka and Max Moon are both in the match, but they Tatanka comes in late and Max Moon comes in really early. And the reason why, and this is a legit reason, Tatanka slept with Max Moon's wife, and Max Moon was legit pissed at Tatanka, <laughs> and that's why they were. That's why. Okay. Were, yeah. Why? Why would that? Like, but like. No one would have thought Max Moon comes in like what? One of them comes in early, one of them comes in late. But no one would have thought of that. <laughs> You're just exposing. You're the welcome. Business. Why are you making? Why are you making <laughs> Tatanka like the bad guy sleeping with a dude's wife? Like, don't like that story. That's one of those things that it's a that's a personal issue between them. <laughs> like, no one watching the '93 Rumble is sitting there like, hmm, I wonder why they have Max Moon and Tatanka so far away from each other in in entry positions. Like, what? Well, I, look, yeah. I, I think I think if we're talking about Royal Rumble '93, I think it's something that should be brought up. Well, it didn't need to be brought up, really, but now it has. But on the same <laughs> on the same note, you know what? I did um I did a seminar, like a week long seminar thing with Doctor Tom, yeah. and one of the things he talked about was how he goes, "You're in the ring usually for maybe like ten minutes." He goes, "You're you have ten minutes in the ring, and you have on indie shows like two to three hours backstage." So where do you think you're going to make your impressions? Mm-hmm. And and uh, he so if you think about WWE or WWF at the time, it doesn't matter if you put them early or late in the in the ring in the Rumble because they would see each other backstage anyway. Yeah, this is true. I I see. If I was to tanker though, I, I I don't know if I'd want to be beat up by someone. In a Max Moon costume, I don't know. I think that would be a bit. Um... Do you think that Max Tatanka Moon could have taken Tatanka? Himself. Yeah, exactly. Why was that the first thing you thought of? Like, yeah, even though he slept, with <laughs> his, he slept with a dude's wife. Tatanka's gonna beat up Max Moon. Well, that, Paul, Paul Diamond was pretty tough, wasn't he? he was wasn't he uh, black belt or something? Though? Oh, get out of here! What? Whatever. Tatanka would have chopped him in the head. Oh, okay. Been it. <laughs> yeah, stay, it's still real to me, damn it. Yeah. And I don't know. Was I in, mean, Tatanka was just in the Battle Royal at last year's Mania. He was, and he still looks good. He does. I mean, he we still can, works. There's, there's no question 
Tatanka over Paul Diamond current day. But <laughs> Tatanka, I still think Tatanka over Paul Diamond in 93. Wow. Well, let's just yeah. say it. Sealed deal. Yeah. Seal. Sealed and delivered. Somewhere. Signed, was... sealed, delivered. Well, Fine, so... There it is. Signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> well, somewhere there's probably a match of Tatanka against um, Kato from the Orient Express. So, you know, maybe... I don't know, maybe some stiffness happened in that match. Maybe. It's possible. As opposed no, to No, they they don't seem like they're they don't seem like they, they, they would have uh I'm gonna say I doubt it. You say may the fact that you're saying there might have been that match means it probably never happened because there's like twelve matches yeah. in history in that era that you don't know about. And the I, the thought that that's one of them is very low. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. That's fair. Enough. Well, <laughs> um, with Bob Backlund in the Rumble as well, because you know uh, Bobby Heenan kept calling calling him Howdy Doody and you know all that kind of thing. Um, I was yeah. reading uh, Gary Capetta's uh, biography. I don't know if you've read it. It's probably one of the best biographies. I've okay, ever read. by the oh, wait, I just thought of this. By the way, okay, you t- like didn't have a good segue to get back to the 93 rumble no, and no. you totally missed on the fact that Backlund beat superstar for the title and you could have been like and Backlund was in the 93 rumble and then this with Backlund oh by the way did you hear about Tatanka sleeping with Maxine's wife <laughs> they were really like there was so many better ways now that you mentioned Backlund like to tie in from the superstar Billy Graham conversation just wanted to point Not that to out. mention that Superstar Billy Graham did commentary on the 93 Rumble. I'm, oh my goodness. <laughs> That's like, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that would have been that would have been crazy though. Well, 93 was 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 Jesse Ventura? No, it was Monsoon uh, Heenan. Yeah, Monsoon Heenan still. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh yeah. I uh, see now my story doesn't seem to you know matter anymore. <laughs> no, it's um, the Backlund story? Well, yeah, the Backlund thing. It, no, I was reading um Gary Capetta's book, and um, you know, because he worked in the WWF from the mid seventies to the mid eighties, and he took over right. a ring announcer who, as a rib, uh, was told to announce world champion Bob Backlund as the Howdy Doody of professional wrestling, and the ring announcer did not know what that meant, and he did it, and he was immediately fired. And, uh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, it was some old guy who you know really didn't know what was going on. <laughs> He had to no. Come on, he had to know the howdy duty of professional. He had to know that you don't. Why would he say that about Bob Backlund? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he was told it was a compliment. I, maybe I don't know. Uh, while we were talking about '93 Rumble, I forgot about my favorite part of the '93 Rumble. Okay. And that is Bobby Heenan's refusal to call him the narcissist Lex Luger <laughs> and pronouncing it the narcissist. Repeatedly, yeah, you took issue with this quite quickly. You know, it, like it was. It fo- is the most awkward segment of all time because Luger is posing for like three minutes <laughs> while Bobby Heenan just talks about how good looking he is. It's I'm, I swear to God, uh, David, when you watch the '93 Rumble immediately after we get done talking, because that's I know what <laughs> right. you're gonna do. <laughs> make sure you get that segment with volume at full. Because it's literally just Bobby Heenan like, look at his pecs. Oh, look at the glistening abs. The narcissist. Black <laughs> narcissist. Luger, blah, blah, blah. But he can't pronounce it correctly. And it's like, is this a rib? Or it's like, did somebody rib. rib him and tell him that it was pronounced that way? Or narcissist. is he like just the narcissist? It's like, it's not like it's a name they, they made up. A narcissist right. is a word. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like it's just like a, a, a word they made up that he's pronouncing wrong. It's an actual word in the English language. Yes, it is. It was blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is awesome. <laughs> I, I like the idea of, uh, of him just complimenting his body the whole time. Oh, for like yeah. three straight minutes. It's, it's really, really, really did long. Ever, did you ever see the, the movie? You saw Pumping Iron, the Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. movie. Like, do you remember the one scene when he's at the prison flexing for the prisoners? And they pan over <laughs> to that one dude. And the one dude's like, yeah, man, he's got a beautiful body. Yeah, he's got a beautiful body. <laughs> <laughs> and the one guy next to him was like, yeah, he's, he's all right. He's <laughs> like... Whoa. Like, even a prisoner was uncomfortable with this dude putting over Arnold Schwarzenegger's physique. Yeah, I think the um, nearest uh, homoerotic thing I can think of is, because uh, I do have lists of this kind of thing, is uh, it was a Coliseum video, and it was a uh, workout with power and glory, and they are rubbing mm-hmm. they are rubbing oil on each other, and, you know, it's just close-ups of, you know, them. With power and glory? Uh-huh. More more homoerotic than Whoa. the Apollo Creed, Apollo Creed, Rocky Balboa, Rocky Three, beach running in the ocean, splashing each other and hugging in oh, short shorts. Doesn't compare. And cut off tank tops. Doesn't compare. Yeah. What about the um? There was that video that was on Jericho's DVD with him and Lance Storm as the thrill seekers. Oh in yes. The woods and lifting together and stuff. Yeah, if you've never seen Wasn't that, that one, real, real, real weird. Yeah, I think it was it was Jim Cornette's attempt to make them sort of young, cool heartthrobs. So it was them sort of um, on bumper cars and uh, going bowling and uh, doing a lot of not cool things, basically. But yeah, yeah. I really wanted Jericho and Owens to recreate that video. I thought that would have been the <laughs> oh, best. That would have been awesome. Uh, I think. I think. Have you ever seen I, the I, British I, Bulldogs workout video? No. Oh man, there's an well, '80s British Bulldogs video. It's a WWF one too. It was the and first. So like, it was the first UK release ever. It's a. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. If if, if uh, I could be so if I could like, be serious. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Because yours. I was gonna just gonna say my, my favorite part. My favorite part is that like uh, like dynamite's doing like bench press or something, and uh, British Bulldogs like he's doing the bench right now. So. W- when it comes time, he can kick out from guys like Stutt and Bundy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's saying why it's important to bench press as a professional wrestler, like in a kayfabe yes. reason. <laughs> it's actually the only reason why I do bench press is so I can kick out from so Stutt kick or out Bundy. Proper. Yeah, of course. Yeah, from the Stutt thing, or Bundy. The thing, about, the thing about hearing about a British Bulldogs workout thing, like I would be genuinely interested in seeing what Dynamite Kid British Bulldog did for their workouts because they were like the in like the best shape ever. Like, what are you guys doing? And if it was just like normal, oh yeah, they bench press, they squat. I'd be like, oh, I'd be. There's a there's an exercise that that I there's there's an exercise that I regularly do in my chest routine, and I call it doing dynamites because he does them in the video, and I'm not one for exercises, so I don't know what things are actually called, so I just call them dynamites. (laughs) For the longest time. I used to refer to uh, cable flies as Hulk Hogan's. Is that the thing where well, you pull, the, <laughs> where you sort of have your arms up in the air and you pull it down from 
See, it's I like don't torture. Ch- yeah, I don't work out. Yeah, you, you may you know gather that. Um, yeah, it's like when you well, when you have when you have the two cables on each side. You have you have your arms stretched out, and then you bring and then you bring them down, and you kind of flex. You like flex your chest. It's the what's it called the the bodybuilding pose. It's like the most muscular pose. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called in bodybuilding. The most muscular pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I used to call uh, I used to uh, I used to call that the Hulk Hogan. I used to call them Hulk Hogan's. The dynamites, as I call them, are the ones where the cables are both at the bottom, and you stand in front and you pull them both straight up in front of you, like from under. Oh, okay. Like straight out and under. Yeah. Okay. I call them dynamites. Not a clue what they're actually called. They probably don't actually have a name. They're probably actually everyone probably calls them the dynamite kids. I, I'm, we're just gonna go with that. <laughs> British Bulldog was the first yep. wrestler I ever met. Um, it was just before he came back to WWE, and he was doing the smallest, you know, venues you could possibly imagine in 1994. Um, you know, for kids and stuff like that. And uh, my mum shared, well, she, yeah, shared the uh, the lavatory, not the same lavatory because that'd be weird. Uh, but with uh, with Diana Hart, she was that. Wow. Uh, so my mum met someone that I've I've never met. No, you know. You could be, you could be real, you could be a real uh, smart mark about it, there, Colin, and call him. wasn't uh, wasn't his name in Japan? Wasn't he Pegasus? Because I know Benoit was Pegasus' kid, right? Or Wild Pegasus? But didn't he, he was Wild Pegasus? He was both, of, I think. Because wasn't because didn't didn't Benoit take the Pegasus thing because he was a huge Dynamite fan? Oh, true. I don't, I don't. Did, I mean, did Dynamite wrestle as anything always, else? Yeah. I I, I, I thought I had heard that kid. before. I thought I had heard that before that he was like, uh, that he did something with Pegasus, and the reason why Benoit picked Pegasus was because of Dynamite. I mean, it's worth looking into. I, I wouldn't surprise I could me. Be, it could be I mean, totally wrong, but I've heard it a few. Benoit times. just tried to follow in uh, in Dynamite's footsteps. Yeah. Uh, you were asking. You were saying earlier how you want to watch the the uh, the Bulldogs video because you're interested in actually how they worked out steroids yeah <laughs> oh, oh is that it is that what they did shit fucks of them just shit fucks of steroids <laughs> well i have uh i've done my kid's book and i haven't i haven't read it yet i don't oh, know it's, it's, i don't think it's an auto it's is it an autobiography it's uh i think it was co-written but that is general generally considered one of the greatest uh, biographies ever written but it came out before yeah, good. you know foley's and everything so i think it was very Ex, you know, the exposure, you know, at the time was, you know, pretty sort of, you know, big revelation, I guess. Um, Yo, it's like, my, my thing is, Luthez did a shoot interview, so guys, Kayfabe's dead, like, come on. Did you, ever read, did you ever read Hooker, the, his book? Luthez's book? Yeah. No, but that sounds like something I would read. Mm. See, my friend has... I a... picked it up, I picked it up, and when it wasn't about prostitutes, put it right <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, did you see did you see that thing that thing that uh, the so somebody said like about how wrestlers these days wrestlers these days they don't care about it's not like it was in the old days you know in the old days they after shows they try to find drugs and hookers and now they just want to find the nearest place to sleep and where they can play video games. But yeah, I mean, is that speaking for you as well? Uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not one. For, I'm not really one for drugs, or I'm not really a big video game. You guy were. Either, you were. In, I, you were in Newcastle recently, though, and you know you could have had your pick of both. 
I'm, what, uh, wait, are we talking about video games and sleeping or drugs and hookers? <laughs> no, drugs and hookers, definitely. Um, oh, so okay, where is this? Okay. Where is this place you were just talking about? <laughs> Not that I'm writing it down or anything. It's in the United Kingdom in Newcastle. Yeah, my hometown. Okay, New Newcastle. Great. New Castle. N E W C A S. So I was just I was looking up this this theory on dynamite being a Pegasus at any time. And uh, Wikipedia has nothing on that, mm-hmm. but what they do have is Dynamite Kid began taking steroids in 1975 when Big Daddy Ritter, <laughs> a.k.a. Junkyard Dog, introduced Billington to the anabolic steroid Dianabol. You're welcome, David Starr. There's two. And then it says Billington was introduced to speed during his stay in Canada with Jake Roberts. <laughs> how, how <laughs> Thank you, you, Wikipedia. How are you finding stuff on Wikipedia? I'm not hearing you type or anything. How are you actually doing that? That's weird. I'm a wizard, okay. Pablo. I'm okay. a wizard. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, um, we are we are coming to the curfew because uh, I know that you have another interview, David, um, coming up. I but do. We I, I have a quiz for the both of you, Colin. Um, oh yeah, he was going to quiz us. I was going to quiz oh, you. Oh god. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not too it's not too bad. Um, but I I do like that. Based on your knowledge, it's probably really bad. Uh, well, it... he gave me a uh, he he gave me a, a a Royal Rumble one that I did surprisingly well on. So how do you want to do this quiz? Do you want to yeah. uh, jump back and forth, ask one, then the next? Because um, I think us shouting them out over the phone here is going to get jumbly. See, I was thinking about that. But, um, see, yeah, it, as well, the whole fan thing, I think that's just me being slightly insecure. I'm a mark. I don't care. You know, I like the Berserker. What, what's, the, <laughs> what's, the top, what's the topic? Oh, it's WrestleMania. Oh, so the other questions are WrestleMania questions? Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, Maybe but I'll be okay. the first question, well, I'm, I'm, cause I had this in mind when we talked about, uh, the big show, uh, Michael Hayes singing the big show theme, I'm going <laughs> to blow your mind with something else. Uh, you may know this, but do you know who did the voice for both members of Kai and Tai when they did the indeed thing? Oh shit. No, I don't, but I'm so excited to find out. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, I am quite excited to hear this. He has a match that shares WrestleMania. He has a match at this year's WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Oh shit! Uh, can it be? Can it please? Can it please be the Undertaker? Um, <laughs> <laughs> can it please? Uh, Jericho? No. Ugh. I'll give you one um, more. Triple H? Yeah, no, Shane. Shane McMahon. Uh huh. Shane McMahon. <laughs> If you listen, back. I really still wish it was the. I really wish it was the Undertaker. <laughs> oh my God! Now it's all I can think about. Mm. So, Shane McMahon doing it or the Undertaker doing it? The Undertaker doing it. It'd be the best. <laughs> it's so good. So, who won the match between uh, you two when uh, you got your face broken? Well, I won because of because. But he I think had, yeah, his face broken. <laughs> that, but the the comeback I, would have been you know the greatest thing. Ever, since Hogan. I rolled out of the ring, and the referee wanted. To, he asked me if he should count me out. I said, "No, I'm just not getting back in there. Just call for the bell." Get <laughs> <laughs> to say the match is over. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is. I mean, okay. Well, this is your crown to take back in the form of uh, knowledge. Um, okay, all right, I'm ready. I've I've closed the laptop. I have a beer in one hand and the phone in the other, so I have no I have no access to other knowledge. Okay. Well, I have seven questions. <laughs> I have no access to knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay, well, I've got seven questions, so it'll be best of seven. So, um, 
Colin, you go first. Who sang Lawrence right. Taylor to the ring at WrestleMania 11? Oh, uh, Salt and Pepper. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay, this problem. Salt and Pepper's here. Uh huh. They, they cut that out of every release. Um, I think Why? They, really? Yeah. Um, I, I guess copyright. They maybe didn't want it used. Yeah, because he, well, yeah, he came out to What a Man. Mm-hmm. That's a, what a that's a great entrance. Huh? <laughs> Agreed. Uh-huh. Um, Body like Arnold with a Denzel face. My favorite line from that song. <laughs> See, I think I think they changed all the lyrics for this as well because uh, you know. Did they really? I think they did. They make it special for Lawrence Taylor. I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I need I need a copy of that. <laughs> right. Um, okay, David, your question. Um, who was the referee in, in the brawl for all at WrestleMania? Come on now. At WrestleMania 15. Is this too easy? No. Oh. Oh, wait, no. Wait, because I said Butterbean. It was Butterbean and what's his name? Was it Was it that ref, the uh, Judge Mills Lane? No. No, I feel like it was, I feel like it was going to be. I imagine another bald guy with Butterbean and Bart Gunn. Uh, no, um, famous boxer. One more guess. Famous boxer? Uh-huh. Why can't I think of this? He's a famous boxer, and he was the, the referee for the finals of Brawl for All, and he was in WWE. I feel, like see, now I'm gonna screw this up. This is dumb. Uh, it, it was a one time. It was a, <laughs> it was a one time appearance. That was it. A one time appearance, and now oh, no, I'm definitely not gonna get it. Uh, damn, I can't. I can't fifteen, even... right? WrestleMania fifteen. Okay, I'm, yeah. Uh, in Philly, I, I remember the I remember the fight. I think everyone remembers Butter being that knocking out Bart Gun uh, twice. Um, if you both and st- I remember the build up. I remember Bart Gun destroying Doctor Death Steve Williams' career. <laughs> oh, dude, I watched that again recently. It's brutal, dude. Well, you know what? So I that that came up. Uh, I was when I was in Germany. I was rooming with uh, I was rooming with Riddle and with Tim Thatcher, and yeah. we had brought up the brawl for all. And I and the first thing I always mention is how because I love Doctor Death Steve Williams, like I love his all Japan stuff. So I mentioned how that ruined his career, him getting knocked out uh, by Bart Gunn, and then well, it wasn't the knockout. We like, the fact that he what? I always do you, pre- do, you, do you not know the story? No. He like tore his quad off the bone halfway through, so that's why what? he's all limpy. Oh, wow. and, he, and he tries, yeah, he shoot tries to fight through it. And watch it now, watch it back. You can see the one time where he goes down and he tears it like off the bone, and he oh keeps trying God. to fight, and he can oh, barely wow. move, and so what he just gets his shit beaten. Wow, dude, I didn't know that. I didn't know he tore his quad during the during that. I can't remember if it's his quad or his calf. He tears a muscle in his leg uh, on one of the knockdowns. It, it kind of oh, makes wow. sense because, you know, that was, what, August 98. And he had one TV match in 99, I think, against... Um, now that you know that, when you, when you go back and watch it, go back and watch that fight, you'll see him take one awkward spill uh, uh, yeah. as a knockdown. And then after that, he's he barely is moving. And his uh, he's just like, he's so out of it. And he basically just lets Bart Gunn knock him the fuck out. Mm. Wow. Okay, well... Well, uh, be- I'd mentioned that Bart Gunn didn't do anything after he got knocked out by Butterbean, but Tim went on saying that Bart Gunn was very successful in Japan, which I didn't know about that after the after yeah, Mike Barton. that little run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, yeah, he had a run. So who that. was the referee? Who was the referee? <laughs> yeah, this this would be a terrible quick fire round. Um, <laughs> it was Vinny Pazienza. Yeah, there's no way I was gonna get that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. See, can we both can we all agree? Uh, Brawl for all, probably the stupidest idea ever in WWF history. <laughs> it produced a couple moments that everyone remembers. It's up, it's up there, but everyone does remember it, so it's got mm. that going for it. This is true. This is true. Okay. I don't well, think it's as bad. I don't think it's as bad as WWE's version of the light heavyweight division. <laughs> At times. <laughs> At times. Oh uh, man. So um. Okay. Well, Colin, you are leading one to zero. Um. Yeah. Okay. WrestleMania 2000. What was the name of the block of cheese that accompanied head cheese to the ring? The what was the name bl- of what? The human block of cheese. That uh... oh, um, <sighs> I'm not gonna get this. <laughs> and I was a big fan of head cheese, by the way. Yeah. See, I was. T- <laughs> is it really bad that I'm I was not too? Gonna, I can't get it either. Is it bad that I was too young? Oh, probably a bit too. I don't know. Uh, unexposed to shit at the time that I didn't realize what head cheese was at the time. <laughs> uh. I, uh, yeah, I didn't, uh, I, I was a big Al Snow fan growing up and then I met him and now I think he's the worst human on the planet. Oh, this, so, is, this is true. Come uh, on. We need the story. Come on. <laughs> he's awful. He's an awful human. Um, uh, I want to say stinky. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was, my guess. it was Chester McCheesington. Chester McCheesington. Chester McCheesington. I, uh. I didn't watch WrestleMania 2000 live because I was on vacation with my family uh, in Disney World, and I was on Disney. I was on a Disney Cruise at the time, and it was you know before we had cell phones and all that. And I just remember the morning of WrestleMania 2000, um, my stepdad saying to me, "And tonight's the night that The Rock wins the WWF title." And I was like, "Yeah!" And then when we got home from the trip a couple days later. I was like, what the hell happened? And I was so upset that Vince had turned on him and everything like that. <laughs> but it built up to the, the best thing ever at Backlash 2000 with Stone Cold's return. This and I true. literally ran around my house in excitement when when all that happened. Yeah, talk about... Do you think they, do you think they currently regret calling that WrestleMania 2000? Instead of calling it 16? No, well, they don't right. number them now. They don't give them numbers what? anymore. Like they just what? Call, they just call it WrestleMania, um, and, you know, and they they have little taglines. Oh, yeah. So there was WrestleMania Play, there was WrestleMania, yeah. you know, isn't it called the Thrill Ride or something this year or something like that? The Thrill Ride, yes. yeah, yeah. It's not great. I guess though, if oh. they, you know, <laughs> but if they keep using the Roman numerals, then you know it probably wouldn't fit on the apron anymore, or you know that kind of thing. <laughs> We're gonna run out of them. <laughs> So yeah, we're, we're, all right. Okay, so Colin, you're up one, two, uh, I'm still zero. Still up one zip, nothing, one nothing, yeah. one zip. Okay, so David, WrestleMania four, who beat Ricky Steamboat in the first round of the tournament? <laughs> I've watched WrestleMania four like one time. <laughs> um, well, if you break, I mean, okay, no, go ahead. I, everyone, I was gonna say because I, I break it down. Who, yeah, because I'm trying to think who beat him in the first round. Can so, I? I'll give you. I could. Uh, I could give you free. Um, I could give you free choices. Well, hold on. How many people were in the tournament? Was it? In, was it eight? There's fourteen. There's fourteen. Yeah. The, yeah. It's a weird number. The event. How went can on I break further. this down? Well, because so the finals was Savage and DiBiase. It was. And 
Andre and Hogan took each other out. They did. Um, and so I that's four possibilities. Well, it wasn't. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been savage. They wouldn't have done the rematch from right. Mania. No, no, Steve. said that they were going. That was the plan, and uh, because Steve wanted time off uh, for the birth of his son, uh, Vince took the Intercontinental title off him for. Well, just took it off him. He only wanted two weeks off, so Steve was like, "Well, fuck you! I'll just take six months off instead." And then you know his career in WWF was never really the same after that. So that's why he never made it past the first run. Because yeah, I mean. It's not like so, yeah, I mean, and what what the hell else did Ricky Steamboat ever do, right? So yeah. I guess he really regretted that. Decision. Yeah. So basically, um, basically, fuck Richie Steamboat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the best wrestler, like one of the best wrestlers ever. Um, <laughs> who did Steamboat? Uh, now I'm trying to think of everyone who was around. So I'm just trying to think of the WrestleMania three card, and I'm who took Steamboat out in the first round? Was it? Oh, it had to have been somebody good. Like somebody who had, who had a decent run, right? Um, and it was probably he, and it was probably a heel. Yes. Well, he was kind of at the end of his. You know, it, it, nothing was really going to happen with him at this point. That's why it was a bit of a weird. So thing. they had him beat Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. <laughs> at Mania. Oh. I have a, I have a, I have a guess, but I don't, I don't. Man, I'm. God, I'm, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to push you for an answer. Yeah, otherwise, it. we'll be here. Oh. Yeah, no, no. Well, okay, <laughs> Colin, what's your guess? I was going to guess the one-man gang. You would be wrong. Okay, ah. thank God he's wrong. Thank God you're wrong about that. <laughs> one, man gang, one man gang made it to the final three, though. Um, I just remember he made it He made it deep into the tournament. He did. Um, and he would have been a heel. And, uh, yeah. It was Greg the Hammer Valentine. Wow. Oh, okay, well, that's Woof. pretty cool. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> so Colin Yucky Yeah you're still at one Well you're not Not a not a Greg Valentine fan No is anybody A Greg Valentine fan He was horrible <laughs> Even in his Even in his heyday He was horrible Oh man <laughs> Yeah but uh, Colin and, and as well This David This may blow your mind But Colin uh, Didn't like Owen Hart As a heel Oh you're ridiculous I'm so so On Owen Hart For the most part Oh, Owen was, uh, Owen was really good. He was. He was also really lazy a lot of the time. Yeah, but he also did things like play great ribs, like not taking good bumps for Luger. <laughs> See, that, <laughs> is, sure, that, is, sure. that is more controversial than anything Ahmed Johnson said during his entire but, interview. But man, go back and watch. Go back and watch some Owen Hart matches, which should be real good, and you're like, Ah, see, if Owen was really trying, this match would be really good. But he's not trying at all. See, you like this. well, he didn't wasn't wrestling wasn't really his thing, right? Because he didn't really he just did it just as a ways to make money, right? This is I tr- guess was, yeah. Like there was some like some his early stuff I really don't like because it's just him doing athletic things and they just placing them nowhere where they belong. And then uh, uh, for the record, he started getting that was popular. Everybody who wrestled ever. In like the seventies, seventies, and like, <laughs> sure, sure, but like when when people are like Owen should have gotten the push, it's like no, because Brett was having these scientifical, make sense like storytelling matches, and Owen could just do cool shit. Sure, sure. I mean, so, I love, I'm a so, I'm a Brett I'm Brett, a Bret Hart fan, so I like Bret Hart. That's so. I think where it gets me when everyone's like, oh my god, he was so great, he was. Blah, blah, blah. It's like. Okay, he was he could do some cool stuff, and by the end, oh my god! But the his tag team with Jeff Jarrett, 
was mind blowing. They were unbelievable. I love those but, guys. Like for most of the time, guys like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and like the guys who they did push over him deserve to be pushed over him. Yeah. That's how I felt at least. And people get all butthurt about it, but it's like, eh, I don't know. I mean, he's good, but those guys were better as uh, overall at the time. If he, if he'd have lived, he probably would have gotten that. that he would have run because world, he would have gotten a world title run. I agree. Yes. Because he was in that position towards the end. He was True. doing those, those great matches, but before that, nah. Oh, all right, well, what's the next next question? Okay, well, uh, is this your question, David? I can't remember. No, 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 because I just lost. I just missed out on the question for oh, WrestleMania 4. Oh, y- you did. Okay, Colin. Yeah, you just biffed WrestleMania 4. Okay. Um, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the list. Okay, Colin, who sang America the Beautiful at WrestleMania 2? Um, uh, ooh, uh, I have a guess. They're in, they're in three different cities. They are. Oh man. Ugh. Um Can I tell you that Robert Goulet sang O Canada for <laughs> WrestleMania whichever <laughs> uh, one that was? He did. And, and, and the, he, he couldn't remember the lyrics as well, so it had to be put on the big screen, have, which is amazing. Wait, okay, maybe I may I'm wrong. Which one No, I think I'm 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 thinking incorrectly. Ray Charles did WrestleMania three, right? I can't tell you. You have to guess. Oh. <laughs> well, it's my guess. Uh, Aretha's the one everyone remembers. That's not WrestleMania two. Um, I'm going to guess. Uh, <laughs> man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to guess, David? I would the person I had in mind was was Ray Charles, but I was thinking if it was America the Beautiful, it was probably because the first one was in New York, right? It was New York, Chicago, and L.A., right? Yeah, yeah. So I would have guessed New York, and I don't know, I can't think of like a prominent New York musician that would have sang it. It was it was, was it like, Sinatra? <laughs> no, it was oh. it, it was Ray Charles. What? Oh shit! It was Ray Charles. Oh, do I do I get that one? Do I steal that question? We'll now? give so it's one Give one? him the point. Give him okay. the point. We oh, got well, two questions left, right? Yeah, this makes it. Um, there you go. Yeah, stole the question. Okay, so we'll now we we'll get to be mine. Yeah, we're getting down to questions. the uh, nitty gritty, as uh, Gwilym Monsoon would say. Um, yeah. Which of the two? Okay. Who performed the WrestleMania rap at WrestleMania Five? A real, a real, a real. You're asking me like all the WrestleManias that I didn't <laughs> care for. <laughs> Well, think of a think of a big rap group in 1989. One thing like 1989, 89. You mean 80, like run like a Run DMC? 89, yeah, Run DMC. Nice. There we go. I was gonna say shit. I could have stolen that one. I have to. I have to get. I have to get it wrong or like say I don't know before you can just steal it. So anyway, I'm. I know that's why I didn't God. throw it out there. Although you did yeah. throw Ray Charles out before I could even open my mouth. So. It's true. Well, yeah, but you didn't. You didn't try and capitalize <laughs> on that. You know, you should have. I. You could have taken that that answer. Nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Well, last question, and this will make it a draw. And then, if it becomes a draw, then you'll just have to fight to the death. Um, but no one or will break no, your face again. I yeah. can't. Af- I can't afford any more metal in my face. I <laughs> promise you, I can't. All right. 
right. <laughs> uh, okay, this is a bit of a weird one. Um, Jesus Christ. Well, sorry. Yeah. They're all kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, which, fe- <laughs> which feature king was the first person born in the 70s to wrestle at a WrestleMania, and it was WrestleMania 10? I couldn't even see that. I was like, wait, I'm not... Which? What was the question? Which, future king? What? Which future king was the first person of born... Of the ring? Yeah. First person born in the 70s oh. to wrestle at a WrestleMania. Why would you just say... Why would you just say... Future king, a like king of like. But what did you think I meant? Fucking king of king. Yeah, of England, where you live. Like, hold on, okay. you're the one who comes from a place where they actually have kings. Like, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but yeah, but what did you think I actually meant? King of England. Yeah, yeah I was, something. I was like, man, could have been anywhere. There's of a lot England of wrestled at WrestleMania ten. There are plenty of. There's plenty of countries that have monarchies still, so like they're future king. Hold on, future king. Born in the seventies. It's not Kenny King. I think I future king. Guess future king. Born in the seventies. WrestleMania ten. Yes, he was the first person born in the seventies to wrestle at WrestleMania. Wait. Oh Oh, no way! No way! Yeah, makes him young. Yeah. Um, Never mind. So I'm wrong. Yeah, let me think of the WrestleMania 10 card in my brain. Well, you just have to think of the um, king. You just have to think of the King of the Ring, surely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, wouldn't have. Oh man, because all the early uh, is it is it Mabel? Correct. Wow! Yeah, come yeah, on, wow. bring it on! Good, good call. So it's a draw, but I think if we've learned anything from this, I'm going to give you time limits going forward otherwise you know we're forgetting that we do actually have listeners to this thing Uh, it's not just us (laughs) this is definitely the most entertaining podcast i've ever done Uh, see ahmed johnson (laughs) said ahmed johnson said the same um you know tomby tomby cannon former wf photographer he said the same rick bogner fake razor ramon thank you very much he said the same as well so you know i I will i'll get the best (laughs) guests ever i'll wear that crown you know Um, (laughs) yeah join the club man yeah i love it yeah you need to oh see you need to uh actually the list of people who don't want to do the podcast is actually growing uh quite a lot so i really appreciate um love it (laughs) that's the thing there's a million wrestling podcasts out there and i'm sure people get sick of asking being asked the same questions over and over again yeah hell Um, yeah hell yeah i do yeah and, you know, I like how this wasn't an interview and this was just a conversation. Yeah, see, that's... yeah we don't ask questions. No. no. Um, Damn right. Well, apart from the quiz at the end. but um... Shoot first, ask questions later. Mm. Squeeze first, ask questions last. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, this thing definitely... This is not for children. Uh, turn chuckle. Um... I love your well, David, thanks for coming on our podcast. You're the first actual guest of Turn Chuckle. With the two of us. Oh, so cool. Well, I, I appreciate you're the first you guys one to, me to, on. <laughs> yeah, you're the first one to talk through this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Yeah, it's the... Uh, we're going to have a we're gonna have a catchphrase for this. I don't know what it is, but we have no direction. And um, I Good. don't know. No, no point, I guess. <laughs> cool. But, it, but it's fun. Yeah, we're going to... We'll fit it in later. We'll, we're going we're gonna to just, like, put that catchphrase in on the end but we'll put it in in post it's fine sounds sounds good absolutely well david all right david get back to the mall man all right i will thanks guys for having me on i appreciate it talk soon man thanks buddy see you man see ya
Cool. So, um, Colin, yeah. thank you for, uh, I don't know, spending the last hour and 45 minutes talking absolute shit with me, uh, as usual. Yeah, um, buddy. And um, as usual, where can people find you in the near future? Uh, <laughs> you never wrestling shows? You never, planned, you never planned for this. And to be fair... Oh, uh, I also never know when you're going to put it up, so it's like, I guess it's... Um, it's, go- it's going up this Friday, two days' time. Well, if you listen to it the day it comes out, I'll be in Cleveland, Ohio for AIW, um, AIWrestling.com. And if you listen to it that day, you can also find me Saturday in Buffalo, New York for ESW, Empire State Wrestling. Uh, The following week, uh, what's that, WrestleMania week? Oh, God, it is, isn't it? See, that's the thing. Like, David watches WWE still a lot. And I kind of don't. So it's kind of like, I felt like I was offending him with like, you know, saying that I kind of don't watch anything, but yeah. Well, what I was going to say is, am I going to be in WrestleMania or am I not? Holy shit. That's for you to find out. Andre Battle Royal. It's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. I don't know if I, you know, the usual ways find me on uh, Facebook it's my real name, Colin Delaney. It's on my birth certificate. You can't get around it. Uh, Twitter, at Extremely Cute. Uh, I think Instagram is at Extremely Colin. Is that uh, where you post all, all your nudes and everything? No, no. I just send those straight to Meltzer. Okay. And, um, or, uh, or, you know, one of the other uh, dirt sheets. <laughs> and, of course, Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, if you haven't already, if, you, if, you not, if you're not going to buy the Nails t-shirt this month, Buy the Colin Delaney t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. To buy the Colin Delaney shirt so I can afford to get a nails shirt. <laughs> that is the, that's the breakdown. I also wanted to say hi to my friend Cloudy. Uh, Cloudy listens to the podcast because he told me that he did. And wow. he asked when we were going to do a WrestleMania one. He so had, uh, it's right now. Cloudy has a lot of uh, patience. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, Cloudy. Cloudy of Up in Smoke. Cloudy and Cheech fame. And that's the turn chuckle. And not Cloudy, the uh, the Body Donners um, manager. Training. Yeah. No. no, 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 no. Okay. Just to, just to make that clear. Definitely yeah. not that one. Okay. Um, okay, well, look, thank you, Colin, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Turn Chuckle. You know the deal. Like it, share it, comment. We are on iTunes now. That is a thing that we, you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I shall talk to you soon, Colin. We'll be back in around about a month and we'll not do a backlash special because that'll be really shit um we'll, <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll we're doing a backlash special <laughs> don't let him fool you we're doing one okay well we'll uh we'll we'll not plan for that and uh just make it up as we go along backlash <laughs> okay talk soon man yeah.